Thanks for tuning in to the World XP Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please drop us up, drop a like, and let us know your thoughts below in the comments. Also, please consider supporting our podcast via the link below. It really helps us out. RJ, welcome back, man. It's been a minute for those listening who didn't remember first time. RJ, I think you were on episode, oh, let me guess. I'm going to say 28 is what I'm going to guess. 28 or 29. I don't know. It was forever ago, but you're back, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Cannot complain. How about yourself? Not too bad. No, no complaints here either. No complaints. So, um, for those who maybe didn't watch the first one, you want to do a little uh, mini intro or bio about yourself, and then we can jump into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, basically, I am a professional actor. Um, still on my journey in the acting game. Um, first episode, we basically talked about what I was in, and I was in Coming to America, as well as WandaVision and numerous other projects as well, mainly as a uh, feature background artist, and, uh, you know, just on the journey right now. So, I think you were at home, yeah, you were at home the last, we were talking right before this, you were at home because COVID was, was happening, and Exactly. And things like that. And then so you're back in Atlanta now. So what's been going on? What's been what's been the journey like? Run us through the last uh however however long, two years, whatever. So it's interesting that you said that right there. Because actually I'm back home right now because the journey led me back home for a little bit. Hmm. Um but so I at the end of 2021, I went back down to Atlanta. Uh, had big aspirations of taking that next step in the acting industry. And once I got down there, you know, I did a couple part-time jobs. I got into a couple small background roles and things of that sort as well. But uh, my whole focus was, hey, I want to get an agent. I want to get an agent. Um, so I was looking through agencies. I was submitting. And, you know, my thing at that time, my, more of my mentality was, was, all right, let me get an agency really doesn't matter who it is, but somebody that can give me work and uh, really try to build this thing up. So I found this one agency. Um, I auditioned for them. They liked me. They signed me. Problem with them was I didn't get any work from them. How does the process work of you going through, going to find an agency and then them signing you? Because it's not like you auditioning for a specific part. So like, what are right. like, What's the criteria for you and when looking for an agency? What's the what are they looking for in their talent? Like walk through the whole process of you're an actor and you need an mm -hmm. agent. Like how does that work? So basically there's a couple ways of getting signed to an agency. Um one way, of course, is through your work. You can be you can represent yourself uh for a while and then you know, as you're working, as you're doing your thing, somebody can find you. And they can be interested in working with you and taking you to that next level. Um, or you can audition or submit for agencies and then they'll probably have an audition or a reading that you have to do. And then from there, they'll decide, hey, we want to work with you. We see your potential, da, 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 da. Or maybe, you know, they'll suggest something for you to do, like take a little bit more classes or just, you know, get a few more film credits or things of that sort. But that's basically how the process goes. So how does the audition or reading work? Because in my head, I'm going back to like high school English class and we're reading through some Shakespeare play and it's like, all right, yeah. you, you be this person and you be that person. And it's like titled and it gets to, it gets to your part and you haven't been paying attention at all. And you're like, Hey, what and to be or not to be like, yeah. so how, how, how does it work? How does it work in, uh, in the professional acting scenario? Like what, like, is it, is it a blind audition? Like, do you know what you're getting into? Is it a scene? Is it like, what is it? Or, or I guess all of, I guess it probably depends on the agency, but what yeah, are the different what are the different exactly sort of yeah, so what are the different sort of scenarios and how do how do they work like once you get to the um the audition part? Well I guess I guess we can go for how does auditioning work generally for for actors? So basically um depending on you know the audition, depending on if you're doing it for agency, if you're doing it for a project. Most more than likely you'll get sides. So sides are basically a piece of a script and then you read or try to memorize. Like if you're doing a live audition, it's good to not like totally memorize it. Like 
it's good to like have most of it memorized, but it's still kind of want to see you reading through it. Like, you don't know a hundred percent, but like, um, when you're doing one that's like on zoom, like I did, um, they may give it to you right then and there. And then you try to learn as much of it as possible. And then just try to bring out the emotion. Um, or, you know, uh, you can try to learn it all. And I mean, like, it just really depends on who you're like auditioning for, honestly. But, you know, I just know some advice that I saw before is like, try to know most of it, but don't look like you know all of it kind of do. Because you're just... It's, I don't, that is a great question. Honestly. That is a great question. I guess I want to see you, you know, in your natural element of, you know, still learning to process your character. Um, still trying to figure out how you want to play your character and everything. You like, you're confident, but then like, you're still trying to figure out exactly how you want to do things, I guess. Like me personally, how I want to do it, I want to know it all anyways. Yeah, you know, because I mean that just makes the most sense to me. That's just a piece of advice I got before, which you know, of course, like I heard them, but to me, I think knowing, you know, what you have, like it just looks more professional to me personally. But you know, everybody has their different ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, you know, for the agency at least, I got the sides right then and there. Um, I had no prior knowledge of what I was going to read or whatever. And then uh, I did it and just tried to bring out some emotion. And they were feeling me and we wound up, uh, you know, doing a non-exclusive contract, which thank God we did a non-exclusive contract. Um, basically, of course, saying that I'm with them, but I can leave at any point. Um especially if like any other agency or anything better came up. Um, and also they could drop me at any point too, which I was totally fine with. Um, but through the whole process, I didn't get anything through them. Um, it definitely, looking back at it, if I could have done it over again, I would not have signed with them just at all. Um, because I didn't really see them representing anybody major. Uh, you know, she said that she had basically the experience in the industry and everything, but honestly, anybody could say that, you know, anybody could say that, try to look credible and all of that. Um, she tried to say that she got people in certain roles and parts and things of that sort. She was also trying to say that there wasn't really anything in Atlanta at one point. And I was just like, you know, that's a lie. <laughs> you know, that's a lie. Everything is being shot down. There, so, you know, that's a lie. Um, she was trying to say New York was the spot. And uh, I'm not saying New York doesn't have things going on. They obviously do. But anybody in the industry knows New York's more so known for theater rather than film. The two biggest film locations right now are LA and Atlanta, which I think Atlanta at this moment is number one at this moment. But that's because of, of course, the little tax credit and everything in the industry and all of that. But um, but yeah, so at that point, I was just like, mm, okay, all right. Um, I tried still to, you know, get some roles through them. Um, they submitted me a few times for different things. Um, I just didn't get it at all and it was weird to me too because usually a professional agency they would want you to have certain things ready to go so certain photos they might you know even get you hooked up with a photographer to do photos or anything of that sort but they might want you to have certain photos ready to go they might have, want you to have uh, a monologue that you recorded for yourself and have that ready to go for when they submitted to people there's all of that and it felt like I was doing that myself but then it felt like they were really pushing me to do that if that makes sense yeah so yeah it was just a whole thing and it felt like mad and professional honestly um so that was them and technically if you look on their website I guess or whatever today they still got me up there but I'm not part of them anymore. Um, thank God, <laughs> honestly. Um, and then the other thing that happened last year, you know, there was a point where I was working at Nike 
And I was just like, dang, I'm really trying to like do something else as well to like, you know, just build up funds a little bit more so I could uh, do some other things down there in Atlanta. So, you know, I was in the process of getting a second job. And then I saw a couple of opportunities uh, acting wise. I was like, oh, snap, this is what I want to do. This is way better anyways. This is exactly like this is my profession. So, you know, I'll say this as a piece of advice for everybody listening. If you're going to do this acting thing, don't trust all these casting websites at all. Um, they might sound like they have good opportunities. They might even have a couple legitimate opportunities on there. But there's a lot of scam opportunities as well. So, um, unfortunately, <laughs> I got involved with a couple of those unknowingly. Um, there was this one casting website. I cannot remember the name, but it really doesn't matter. Just know that if it's not actors, actors, and if it's not backstage, I wouldn't do it. Um, or IMDb Pro. Those are like the three that I would do. If it's not none of those three, I wouldn't even get involved with it. So um, let's um let's take like a quick step back because how would you go about finding work, right? People who are well, <laughs> for lack of a regular people, you see mm-hmm. on Glassdoor or Indeed or you go to a company's website and they've got the careers page and you upload your resume and then you probably won't hear from them. Um, but if you do, then you do the interview and then you get hired. So like, how does it work for like, if you're sitting in your apartment, you're like, you know what? I really want to look for a role right now. How does that, how do you look for, like, how did you end up in the position where you're even on those casting websites in, in the first place? So, yeah. Um, when I was initially doing my thing back in 2019, um, I, learned a few websites to go on to continue getting work uh actors access it's a uh, website where you can find speaking roles um some of them are paying some of them are not but you can find those speaking roles i mean you'll find roles all the time for like i don't know if you know any of the shows like fatal attraction or any of those shows but like you'll find roles for that all the time there you'll find roles for like tyler perry on there you'll find roles for like you actually find a lot of random roles on there. Um, they got a lot of stuff from LA, New York, uh, Southeast region, including Atlanta. Um, honestly, just all around the world for real. But um, but yeah, Actors Access is very legitimate. It's good. Um, everything on there, I believe, is vetted and looked at, and uh, it's just a really good. Uh, a lot of good opportunities on there. Um, so basically, with that, you would. You know, upload your photos uh you would you know upload some videos and you would put your sizes on there and like you know what your shirt size is pants size all that stuff and um whenever you submit for a role you would submit photo video and then your size card and then just hope they will hit you back up for an audition um got a few auditions from them and i didn't get those roles but I still got the auditions though. So um, they're a really a legitimate site. And I believe like if anybody's really trying to pursue acting, that's definitely a good site to uh, invest in. Um, it's like, it used to be 60 a year. I think it's now $9.99 a month. And then it costs money, of course, after you upload your first photo and first video on there as well. But um, that's something that, especially if you're representing yourself, like, it's a good site to go on. Um, um, what was the other one? I said backstage. Backstage is really well known by a lot of people. You can find a lot of different things on there from theater to uh, film, TV, uh, different roles on there from background roles to, you know, uh, speaking roles and things of that sort. Um but that's a good one as well. Uh, a lot of people in the industry love backstage and using people from backstage. And then, of course, IMDb. Excuse me. IMDb. They, uh, that's where a lot of people, of course, you know, look up, you know, movies and who the casting and everything of that sort. And they, now they have their own service where you can get roles and things of that sort through them as well. But um, if, like I said, if it's not one of those three, I wouldn't do it. And I did one that wasn't those three. And 
they had again some legitimate opportunities on there, but they had a lot of fake opportunities too. And that's why I didn't get that, you know, other job when I was in Atlanta, because I was just like, oh, I got this opportunity about to happen. Um, it's paying pretty solid, you know. Why not do this? So it went about just like how any other opportunity would go about, honestly. Um, at first, um, everything seemed pretty normal. Uh, submitted size part, submitted uh, monologue, maybe of myself, and, uh, photo and everything. Um, and I was like, I was like, all right, cool. I got the uh, the job, got the role. That's great. Then they had me submit a couple other things. That was fine. Um, but then it was weird because they sent me a check. And I'm just like, all right, you know, I didn't do anything yet, but okay. So they would send me a check and they would want me to put it in my account and then pay somebody through Zelle. Like, you know, who, whether it's like uh, hair and makeup or wardrobe or anybody of that sort, which I'm like, why do I have to do all of this? You know, this, I'm just the talent. The talent usually does not have to do all of this. Like what's going on here? So, you know, at that point, and I'm going to take it a step back. When you're doing something like when you're, of course, when you're moving, make sure you have enough funds when you move, but also make sure that you have enough funds. So with whatever you're doing, you don't settle for any opportunity that comes your way. At that point, I kind of needed the money, you know? So when I saw the money and saw the opportunity, it sounded good. I was like, all right, cool. So that's why initially I was just like, all right, let me uh, try to submit this check. And I'll do whatever they ask me to do. And I'm going to do it. And talk biggest sign that I was just like, all right, this thing got to be fraudulent, was when my bank came back to me at that time and said, this is a fraudulent check. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, this, this isn't going to work. We can't, you know, process this check at all, which, you know, I was just like, hmm, okay, this, that's weird. You know, why would they send me a fraudulent check? You know, again, just nose wide open thinking this is a legitimate opportunity. I think they said the project they were doing was going to be on Netflix and things of that sort. So I was like, all right, cool. But, um, yeah, that's how, that's how they'll try to get a lot of people, honestly. Um, but so that happened with one opportunity. Uh, another opportunity came, same thing happened with that other opportunity. And I was just like, dang, man, what is going on right now? You know, what is up with all these fraudulent opportunities? The one that really got me was this opportunity for, you know, what they said was for Chime. I was just like, all right, cool, Chime, you know, we all know what Chime is and everything. I was just like, all right, that sounds good. Um, and then as I was, uh, you know, doing everything, uh, you know, getting everything set to uh, do the role, it's like, it's crazy. Uh, same thing happened again. Um, but they were just trying to tell me, no, this is a legitimate check. It should definitely process through your bank. Uh, it might be your bank or whatever. Uh, since I already ran into that problem before with some of these other, uh, you know, opportunities, the bank was like, look, we got to stop doing business with you. Which, you know, looking back at it, yeah, it probably did look shady because, you know, all these checks were bouncing. Which at the time, though, I was just like, I was, I was mad at the time, of course. But, you know... Um, and, you know, I'm the victim the whole time because, you know, I'm not thinking these are fraudulent checks, but yeah. they weren't. Um, just, you know, not really moving too smart, honestly. But, you know, you live and you learn. Um, so I switched banks. Um, Did they, I mean, they let you, like, withdraw all your money and all sorts, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was not a problem. Um, so I switched banks. And then the people were like, yeah, no, this should definitely work out. There should be no problem with this. I was like, all right, cool. 
like try to get in there, try to submit it. And the bank was saying the same thing. It was just like, nah, just check. There's something wrong with it. At that point, I was just like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I cut off all like, you know, business relations with them and everything. I was, I was done. My mistake was giving what I felt like was too much information mm. because I'm thinking, oh, this is a legitimate opportunity. All right, cool. Let me read through this document. All right, looks good. I'm going to sign it. Boom. Um, then I signed another document. I told them that they could uh, you know, try to submit on my behalf some of these, uh, a check. And in the document, of course, uh, I told them, look, I'm going to need it in writing that if anything happens, I can take you all to court and this and the other, all that. So that's what we did. Um, and, you know, once, you know, whatever happened, I was just like, all right, I'm not even taking on the court. Like, they didn't take any money from me or whatever. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just done with it, you know, dealing with you guys. I'm not even playing around with y'all no more. Uh, Switch some information up and everything, thinking I'm good. Um, and because of that, I decided, all right, let me take a step back from everything. I need to reassess some things and uh, make sure that I'm doing everything for the right reason when it comes to acting. You know, what I want to do is entertain. That's something that, you know, I, I feel deep in my soul that I actually wanted to do. Like dealing with all that it made me realize what I actually want to do with this thing. And um, it was like, it's, it's crazy, man. Um, I got a new opportunity up here in Virginia um, to like finance my stuff so I can, you know, go back to Atlanta and actually be legit this time with everything. And in March, I was at Target, right? You know, just did a transaction with Apple Pay. Everything was fine. And then I get to the car and it says my Apple Pay has been disconnected or whatever from my card. I was just like, that's weird. It says contact my bank. So I do that. I call them up. I'm like, what's going on? They were saying that you let somebody go into your account and submit a check. I said, no, I did not, which I didn't. But apparently somebody was able to hack into my account, which I'm thinking, looking back at it, it's these people I was dealing with. Yeah. So they were able to hack into my account, try to submit a check, and try to, like, go through Zelle and, like, give money out. Thankfully, I had a certain amount in that bank, but it's still a good amount that I lost, you know? Um, you know, just again thinking back at it, it's just like, dang, man, that's that's crazy how that happened, you know. But um, but yeah, we were able to, you know, identify who it was and everything, um, or kind of identify who it was. It was just like an email address; it could be anybody, you know, using that email address. But but yeah, they were telling me that the money's a loss though because it went through a third party in Zelle, which you know. I'm here. I heard a few times before with Zelle, that's a problem with like linking your Zelle to your bank. That if anything were to happen, it's on you in a sense because yeah. you use this third party. So, you know, advising everybody to be careful with Zelle as well. But, um, but yeah, nah, it's just a big learning experience over the past like couple of years, honestly. And, I'm thankful for the opportunity I do have up here right now, um, working with the government at the moment. But, um, and it's also going to really set me up for the next move acting-wise whenever uh, I do move back, which I'm planning on moving back early February next year. Um, but yeah, it was just like a whole thing where I'm just like, okay, it doesn't matter what opportunity is presented. You got to make sure one is legit Two, that you're good with the opportunity that you're doing three that you're just doing it all for the right reasons. You know, you just got to make sure that everything you do, you're doing it for the right reasons. And you got to make sure everybody you're working with is legit. You got to make sure that if you're going to sign again with the agency, make sure they got people that they're representing that are known 
you know, if you really want those opportunities, you got to go with those agencies where somebody's repping somebody that's actually successful. Um, I wouldn't play around with those lower tier agencies unless it's somebody that has connections like that and they have proven connections like that. I would not mess with anybody that's lower tier. Um, but yeah, just a lot of learning lessons, uh, you know, a lot of time of uh, growing and wisdom with this whole industry. And uh, yeah, just, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm in the place that I'm at right now. And as you know, um, and I know the listeners don't know, but as you know, um, over the past few months, I've been releasing monologues because I want to keep sharp in, you know, my skills. And I want to, you know, continue just to get better and better uh, each and every day. So I've been releasing monologues. At first, they were uh, monologues I was finding online. And now I'm releasing monologues that I'm actually writing myself. Um, been, you know, filming them, trying to make them almost like a short film in a sense. I actually have one coming out. Uh, you know, I know the day of this recording, what is today, the 31st of July is the day we're recording this. Um, not sure when this is going to come out. A week but, from uh, next week, a week from today. Okay, a week from today. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but August 1st, I got another monologue coming out on my Instagram. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. Uh, for anybody listening, of course, the Instagram is RJ Cuffy. I'm pretty sure that he'll have it in the description and everything. Definitely, definitely check it out. But um, but yeah, that's just something I'm doing just for myself, just to continue to keep myself sharp and also just to entertain people, you know, just to have some fun with this, like like I should have been doing in the first place. Yeah. And uh and uh yeah, when I when I go back to Atlanta, it's it's not all about the money this time, you know, it's about the passion to really do this thing. And it doesn't matter if you know, uh, opportunity is paying or not for me. Of course, I would like the opportunity that pays, but the opportunity, uh, ah, excuse me, the opportunities that don't pay as well, those are good as well. So you have stuff in your portfolio for whenever you submit. So, and you have credits on your resume as well. So, yeah, um, I guess the overarching lesson to all of this is make sure that you're doing something that you're passionate in and make sure that money is not the biggest motivator because that can lead you down a path that you don't want to go down at all. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That feels it's a good monologue there. You know, clip mm -hmm. that. Um Absolutely. I'm I'm not going to I I I would guess that you've already beaten yourself up enough about about that. But Absolutely. if I'm if I'm you, I'm yeah. just trying to think like I would have made connections with the people at WandaVision coming to America, the other stuff that you were in before. And like at what point at what point are you to be to be like, hey, you guys know of any roles or anything like that? Or even just to ask like if anyone had heard of this website as well. Like, right, were, right. Were you socializing this with people, or were you already by the so, time the first check went, you were already like in in it, and you're like, oh, I don't it, know, yeah, scam, scammed. But I feel like it would be embarrassing if I told somebody. Like, is that where you were at? Yeah. So, just like you said, uh, on those sets, I did make a few connections. Uh, one of them being one of my best friends now, uh, who's an artist named Squeeze. He's a rapper out of Atlanta or out of Boston, is in Atlanta right now, doing pretty good and uh, is performing like monthly for sure, like or every other week, something like that. But he's, he's doing his thing down there right now with this academy called the Playlist Academy. Anyways, I met him on coming to America. And uh, usually whenever I brought up an opportunity, he was saying the legitimately the same thing I was already, you know, was telling you guys right now. And that, uh, you know, make sure that it's legit, that, you know, you know, it's worthy of your time and, you know, that everything is good. Which at the time, I mean, I heard him, but I was just like, nah, it's, it's got to be legit. It's got to be, it's, you know, do this casting website or whatever, like. I'm thinking, yeah, and I saw like legitimate opportunities on those websites. I'm like, nah, it gotta be good. Um, and yeah, just 
I don't know, it was just me being stubborn, just trying to thinking that I found something for myself. I guess there's also that situation with the agent as well that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I was just like, I guess I got to do this for myself. So I was trying to find something. And, you know, like I said, when money is uh, the motivator, because, you know, you may, I don't know, freaking be a little low on funds or anything of that sort will make you want to pretty much do anything, uh, not anything, but pretty much anything that's going to, you know, help you try to progress to that next level that you want to get to. So, um, but yes, I do have some connections with people and I'm tapping into it a hundred percent when I go back down, like through everybody that I've met. Um, cause I, I have a good relationship with a lot of people that I've met along the way as well. Um, you know, it's, again, it's a journey. <laughs> it's, it's definitely yeah. a journey, but, um, but yeah, um, definitely going to connect with, uh, some people I already have some things in progress for when I do come back. Some people I'm definitely working with and things of that sort. So it's just all about me getting back to Atlanta, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I have some things in motion. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good to hear. But the crazy part about that is, struggling actors i feel like are a very uh i don't know if needy is the right word but that's an easy group to scam because a lot of them do not have do not have money and they need money um and i will well i'm gonna generalize but i don't mean it in like a there's a good amount of people who are like who are trying to act who are i'll say more more selfish, self-centered in nature, maybe egotistical mm-hmm. is the right word. And so when somebody mm-hmm. comes along and is like, look, I've got this giant check for you. And to a person that doesn't have any money who thinks that they're great, it makes it, yeah, that's like a, that's an easy target group for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fucked. Have you seen, um, oh, what the fuck is the guy's name? This dude um, on YouTube, he's got like millions of subs, and all he does is go after these uh, scammers. Let me see if I can find his name. Scammer Payback, maybe? Is that the guy's name? Mm. Yeah, Scammer Payback. First of all, I love that, man. I love that because there's way too many scammers out here. Yeah. Way too many. So this dude will like... I don't know how he gets the calls or how he finds the calls, but basically he'll mess with them and he's super like computer savvy. So he'll back, he'll back, he'll go back through the IP into their computer and start messing with them. Um, And dude, some of, some of them are hilarious. Like when they find out that they've been made, dude, it's so funny. Uh, I went on a binge watching him for like a couple of weeks and then I was like, all right, it's the same thing every time. I don't need to watch him. 27, 27 <laughs> more of his videos but yeah like right right that's a whole that's a whole real thing so the the guys that make the reels for me now they're in india and for a while i was like uh i was sketched <laughs> about it but they've made right they've made like 80 reels for me now mm-hmm. um and the the payment's gone through and it's been secure and I was asking people and trying to do and I, I messaged like I went on their page and I messaged a bunch of accounts that they had worked with to like to figure it out to be sure because I was like I'm not about to get myself scams because I want to have somebody make short form content for me one because like right. I, I can do it but I'm not good at it and also I don't have the time the time right um well I do have the time, but I would, I would burn, I would get burned out if I was, if I was doing it all myself, but, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like the world of the internet makes things tough to figure out because it's so easy to fake stuff now. It's so easy to fake stuff and you can spoof and you can like just edit HTML to make a web page look different than it is. And everything like that is, is nuts, man. It's nuts. So it is, um, it is, uh, damn. Yeah, scammers are good at what they do, man. That's the annoying part. There's some there's some ones who are not very good at it, but right. Like the ones that are still in business, they uh they're in business for reasons cuz they're good at what they do and it's hard it's hard to catch them for sure. Right. Um but fuck, so okay, so you're back in Virginia and then in the meantime, right, you're doing the monologues and and things like that. How are you when you say things in progress? I know obviously you can't give too many uh details away but yeah what what how are you going about basically making the return where it's going to be sustainable this time 
right, right. So, you know, basically, like like you mentioned before, doing the monologues and everything, but also just continuing to tap into my network that I already have in Atlanta, uh, making sure, well, one, they're already putting my name out there for me. I don't even, and that's a blessing in itself. When you meet good, genuine people, I mean, that's the stuff that they do automatically anyways. But um, just tapping into the network I have down there, um, also planning on doing some type of uh, classes as well, just to keep me sharp. But um, yeah, just just doing that, just making sure. And that's huge. I also want to uh, point that out. Having a good network is literally everything. And that's in any career like that you do. Knowing somebody can literally get you into the door, especially if you present yourself well. Always make a genuine connection, too, because when you try to force that, people, one, can tell, but two, it's not going to go anywhere if it's forced. So make sure you just make that genuine connection, just, you know, talking to people, just uh, just showing love to people and being positive and, you know, doing the little things. And I mean, and that's genuinely, of course, who I am. So that's how I've been able to make a good, um, you know, good connections and you know, I have a pretty doggone solid network so far. I uh, look forward to meeting more and more people, but like that's just going to come over time. And, you know, I'm not really too stressed about it because of that. But, um, but yeah, honestly, just make sure just anybody going to any industry, like make sure you have a really good network because, again, that's going to lead you to some amazing opportunities. And presenting yourself well, making sure you have a good first impression at all times, people will always remember that. So how you're an actor. You got tips mm-hmm. on making good first impressions. <laughs> like I just said, uh, biggest thing I've always done, um, and I didn't start out doing that, but thing I've all I've done since I've learned and taught myself because I went to this one like it was like this like networking event in Atlanta. This was back in 2019. I think it was like in November or October, one of them, something like that. And um, as I was at the event and everything, I felt like I was forcing, you know, all the conversations that I was doing. I wasn't, I didn't feel like myself there. So at that time and at that moment, I was just like, nah, forget that. Like, let me just be myself no matter where I go, just genuine and just see how that goes. That's worked out even better. That's how I have connections with people. That's how you know people still want to lock in with me, even if I you know may not have spoken to them in a while. They remember that impression that I made on them from just being myself. And I know it's a lot easier said than done because a lot of people really don't know how to comfortably be themselves but or they, if don't, you can or they re- don't like themselves too that's or the- they don't like themselves yeah facts that's that's facts so when you truly like love yourself and really get comfortable with who you are that's when like the magic really happens like that's when you're going to meet those great connections and you're going to do great things because people see how genuine you truly are and the heart that you actually have behind the things that you do. Yeah. hundred percent. People can tell too. Like, even if you're trying to, even if you're trying to kind of small talk is never super comfortable generally right, people right. and people. And for me personally, people who are good at small talk, I immediately am like red flag. Um, but <laughs> But at the same, but at the same time, it, that there's a necessary skill to like icebreakers and small talk to get into. It's people that stay on small talk, but if you can break the ice, that's where that's where things are good. But also, like you said, you have to. I I say this often on on here. It's like if I'm if I don't like myself that much how am i gonna like somebody else or love somebody else mm. like, it, because that's it right there because nobody wants like a if i don't like myself and i'm running around trying to help somebody else but i'm miserable because of the person who like the person that you're the closest with is you 
So if the person mm-hmm. that you're closest with, you're always fighting with yourself, then how are you going to get anything done? It may like, right. just generally speaking, like if you're always like battling with yourself about various things, like, Oh, I hate about this about myself, or I hate that about myself. And like some of the stuff, it sucks because you got to look in the mirror and, and have the, the battle, but then you have to resolve it. You can't keep running away from it because it'll always find you because you're you. Um, right, right. And then there's some stuff that you can change and other stuff that you can't change. Like, I really hate that I'm so pale and I can't walk outside in the middle of the day without getting fried. It's not fun, right? But I know I can't change that about myself. And right, also, right. But also, I don't let it bother me anymore because, like, I've been called every pale joke in the book, like, but Bi- dude imagine getting called bioluminescent bro it's like it's not good <laughs> it's not right? good you're right <laughs> right right but i'm saying like when when now i make all the jokes so it doesn't mm-hmm. it's fine like you remember when you're in middle school or high school or whatever and somebody makes it like you want to hide all the stuff that you're not happy with about yourself or that you're insecure about like i used mm. to not like um like changing on the soccer field when I was in middle school because I was like, oh, I'm so pale. People make fun of me, blah, blah, blah. And I don't care anymore because I've heard all the jokes and make all the jokes about like the lights will go out on the field and I'll be like, look, guys, I'll change and the lights will be back on, right? And it's like, yeah. like <laughs> first and it's fine. Um, but but it's on that point right yeah, there, yeah. isn't it funny, like when we were younger, the things that we were so worried about? Yeah. Like it, it's so minuscule, like the grand scheme of things. It's just like, why we, why were we even worried about that stuff? And then it's just like, as you get older and older, you start caring less and less about like. And at first, it's just like when when we were younger, we heard that that as you do get older, you start caring less about the little stuff like that. But like, it's legitimate. Like yeah, when you get older, real. and when you get older, and you start to really love yourself. Yeah, gotta put that in there too. But when you get older and you start to really love yourself, all that stuff really doesn't matter, like at yeah. all. All those insecurities that we had, because I had mad insecurities too in high school, man. Yeah, too. My, I felt like my whole high school experience was ruined for me because I didn't get PT like that, like like I thought I should have. Yeah. So I kind of ruined my whole high school experience because of that. Now, a lot of people would be like, nah, what are you talking about? Man? Your high school experience seemed great. I was just like, not for me on the inside, at least. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, insecurities, man, like, they'll bite you in the butt. But, like, once you start really, like, loving yourself, who you are, what you're about, and everything of that sort, then those insecurities start to go away. And yeah. you start really not caring about that stuff. So yeah. when you said that, man, that just made me think about that. I was just like, heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's more being secure in yourself. Like there there can be parts of you that you don't that you don't love. Right. Right. You can have qualities that you're like, oh, I need to work on this or I need to fix this. But it's like I'm good with who I it's like I'm good with who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um but the reason we care when we're at that age is because we're trying we don't have perspective one and we're trying to fit into the broader society it's like we're leaving like um it's like we're leaving home for the first time and trying to fit in for the first time in our lives we're trying to fit in with a peer group rather than our family or our parents and so we look at right. what the when we look at what the peer group is doing and and we kind of measure up like okay uh, a lot of people seem to like this person and so i want to try to be like that person so people like me not understanding that that phase doesn't actually like it sucks to it sucks when you're in that phase but mm-hmm. not understanding that that phase is everybody trying to sort out the same things nobody knows who they are when they're 13 like at all mm. and so right. when like when you walk down the hallway and there's a bunch of people at somebody's locker and you're like wow what are like people like them what are they doing it's like they just everyone's trying to figure out who they like also so mm-hmm. it's not that that person is great. I mean, sometimes they are, but right. everyone else is trying to figure out what they like in friends. So right. they don't, right. they don't know also, right. They like, you're like, you're going off another 13 year old's judgment, which is not good at all. <laughs> like, no, you know, like, no, you know no, what I mean? It's like when you watch a bunch of 13 year olds go to one 13 year old and be like, they're so cool. It's like, are they like to another 13 right. year old? They are, but right. so like, 
that's the thing that sucks is because you have no perspective or con- like there's no there's nothing for you to compare it to because this is the first time you've been like in the world um, right and that's why we do it and it sucks and like all the adults will always say the same thing it's like it'll change when you're older and for every all of human existence it'll it's never going to change just because it's the development of it's like the socialization of you as from like a child to becoming an adult it's like a Mm-hmm. it's part of the shitty process that you go to and then and then you should when you grow out of it that's when all the growth happens like when you grow out of it the grow obviously the growth happens but it's when you grow out right. of it and you start to realize like okay that didn't actually matter nobody cared that every single person wore fucking cargo shorts with sperries and polos nah, like, in high school. that like, was a whole cares. thing man yeah, it was every, and, and in elite socks you forgot the elite socks yeah and the elite socks of course <laughs> like everybody wore the same thing right and yeah. I, my like my parents didn't want to give me the elite socks because they cost too much money and i was like that makes no sense and now i'm like i just wear fucking socks like socks or socks man you know yeah nobody um, cares <laughs> yeah or and then there are things that like and also there's a difference between looking presentable and just following what everybody else is doing like it used to right. be you care too much about your appearance it's like no you should care about your appearance like you don't mm-hmm. you don't want to go out right it goes back to the first impression that you were talking about earlier like if you look like you're homeless then you're not going to do well in the job interview but if you look put together right. then it's different there's a and and understanding the right level of being put together like if you go into a job interview and you're where i don't even know wearing like all bunch of designer fashion stuff or whatever like nobody but if you got a nice suit that fits you well and like it's put together like you're good but that also you don't go over don't go over the top either because that's not like that doesn't make a good impression either so i don't know it's also it's just it's all part of the life and growing and all sorts man all sorts it's good though understand yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Fighting with yourself though is the most like there's parts of you that you don't like and you gotta look yourself in the mirror and be like, We <laughs> me and you need to change this part of us. And right. that sucks because you gotta like basically tear down a piece of you and then rebuild mm-hmm. it. And that's hard. Do the work. It's hard to do but that's, it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to do that work on themselves, you know? Well, yeah, it's hard. It's fucking hard. It's tough. It's tough. Right. Right. But you do that work, don't come out even a better person, the person that you were purposed to be. Yeah. And great things start happening. Honestly. Hundred so. percent. And you had you had one slap you in the face with the with the checks and like like that's not that's that let you know that external event made you think of why you wanted to act in the first place. Right? Right. So right. You had you had the self awareness to be like, this sucks. I could go into this hole and just be like, oh, I can't believe I got scammed, blah, 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 blah. No, you looked yourself in the mirror and you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? And how did I get into this mess in the first place? And mm-hmm. that is great that you did that. No, I appreciate that. appreciate that. Very. That's one thing that I've definitely uh, developed over the years is being very self-aware and um, trying to do that work on myself at all times, trying to figure out, okay, why did I... You know, like you just said, why did I get in this situation? How can I, uh, can I come back even better and stronger than before? I mean, in the moment, it really sucks. It hurts and everything. But, like, you got to get past that. You know what I'm saying? If you're really trying to do anything, and that's, again, in any industry, you got to get past that. So that's what I do. I just make sure I pray. I make sure I just lock in and just try to be better going forward. Yeah, I mean, here here I am thinking again, you know, I never was one to really have an ego or anything like that. So I'll, I'm going to put that out there, too. But I did Except start for playing know, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's OK. We all do. We all do. Exactly. But that's the competitiveness. Yeah, class, that's, you know all, that's all athletes. That's all athletes. Right. But like, again, did I let the previous oh i was on tv and movies gets in my head not really but at the same time i did have an expectation for myself and with that expectation for myself i let certain things and and the fact it was the it was the expectation for myself and the fact that finances weren't exactly where i wanted them to be Mm. that was a big motivator to even get into any of that stuff in the first place if finances were straight 
I think I would have been a little slower in the getting that stuff. I mean, that stuff, but then again, maybe not because my mentality at the time, my mentality was different last year than it is this year. You know, yeah. you know, maybe I had to learn this lesson to understand, yeah. okay, this isn't right. I don't need to be messing with people like this, or I don't need to be on a casting site like this, you know, just lessons that I may have had to learn either way. Yeah. That's a good, it's good for like, it's a growth mindset. Are you in the, uh, everything happens for a reason camp? I am. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. There yeah. you go. You take it and learn. All right. I know we don't Absolutely. got much time left, but you being a, uh, I don't even know what they're called now. Commanders, commanders, you being a commanders yeah. fan. So I guess the team is, is the sale official yet. It is official. What? All right. Thoughts. Long time coming. Uh, I feel like a dark cloud was lifted off the franchise once Dan Snyder officially sold the uh, team. Um, I mean, you can, I don't know if you've seen it yet on social media or anything, but you can already tell the energy is different around this area with regards to the team. Uh, people are trying to go to training camp and they're trying to be there. Kevin Durant was literally just there a couple of days ago. That wasn't oh, happening when Dan, yeah, yeah. That wasn't happening when Dan Snyder was in office. Nobody was trying to really come to training camp or anything of that sort just to be around the team. But you had KD come through. You have a lot of fans packing out the uh, stands, which we have stands at training camp now. We didn't have that before. Like, it was – I don't know if you've ever been to a Redskins slash Commanders training camp, but uh, it was A long time ago. Right, but what did you do? You had to bring a seat for yourself, Right. Man, I don't or remember. I was like said, eight. Okay, okay. So, yeah. you Yeah. But anyways, you had to bring a seat for yourself or you had to sit on the grass or anything of that sort. Now they actually got stands for people to sit in. They actually are making upgrades to the facility. I'm not sure if they're staying at that facility in Ashburn for long, but um, because I heard they might be moving the facility. But, you know, you see things slowly starting to change already. And there's already an expectation for greatness going forward. I mean, when you have new ownership group that's led by Josh Harris, who, of course, is the Philadelphia 76ers owner, uh, who has Magic Johnson a part of it, which every team that he invests in is a winner, especially the Dodgers, um, and a few other people who are investing into the team who are very financially savvy, but also people who want to have a successful brand, you know, in whatever they invest in. So you can already see just like mentality is different. And, you know, we're, we're not probably not going to even be the commanders for long either. I already heard that we might be switching the name next year. You should go back to football team. <laughs> like, I don't know what it's going to be, but just make it better than the commanders, honestly. Yeah, that I was, was not a fan. That was a horrendous choice. They should have just stayed yeah. as football team. I would have rather that than the commanders. A hundred percent. Like I said, I say that as a joke, but also that has that makes it original and kind of a, a cool thing a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, commanders was a horrendous choice. It was. And that was just a choice that I believe Dan Snyder was just like, all right, we'll just choose this for now. We'll just roll, you know, the you know, brand out and everything. It doesn't even seem like there was much thought into a lot of things. I mean, no. shoot, even the mascot, I mean, I understand why it's the hog and everything for the hogs back in the 80s and everything, but, like, the mascot looks terrible, this major tutty dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the little things about the team just, I don't know. This was not the greatest brand rollout in my opinion, personally. But yeah. No, that was no, not no. You don't even have to say in your opinion. It just wasn't. It, it just was. wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. I didn't even know they had a mascot. I just thought it was a W on the side of the helmet. I was like, what are you guys doing? No, we, we we have a mascot. <laughs> when I saw it, because I was there. I was at the game where they revealed who it was. And I was just like, This? This is our mascot. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> I was flabbergasted. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna use flabbergasted in this instance because that's exactly how I was. Like, that's bro, that's a very that, strong was, word. Was, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was it was trash. Honestly, it was definitely trash. And I'm just looking forward to having a competent franchise because you growing up in the area, 
you know how the perception is of the commanders. I mean, every they're a laughing stock. You know, a yeah. lot of people joke on them all the time. Or oh, the commanders, they're not going to do nothing. Like that is the mentality. And that was this was once a a franchise that won three Super Bowls from '83 to '92 in that time frame. And everybody was just, oh, this team is a great team, great run franchise, franchise and everything. And once Dan Snyder bought it, it went downhill. He's just like he didn't really care, you know. He was so, more concerned with cheerleaders than football. He was more concerned about a lot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. So. so what are your thoughts yeah. for the season then? Like, I don't even know who's on the roster anymore. This, I haven't paid zero attention. I know that Tyler Heineke got traded, I think, or Taylor, uh, the quarterback. But you guys mm-hmm. have – I don't know. Is Wentz still there? Mm-mm. No, we got rid of Wentz as well. Uh, Sam Howell is probably going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, of course, Sam Howell came from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, is he a rookie? Yeah. No, nah, he's in his second season. Gotcha. He was just backing them up last year, just trying to learn the system and everything. But he did start week 18 versus the Cowboys. So, and he won the game. So, um, Sam Howe, like, he he's a beast, man. Honestly, like, in college, he was a beast. Now, we're going to see how he does uh, on a professional level. But, like, the intangibles, the little things, like, that he has in his game, he has the potential to be a good, solid quarterback in the league. I'm not going to say a superstar or anything of that sort, but he has a chance to be a very good Kirk Cousins-level quarterback, which if you have that in D.C. with everything, like with the receiver group that we have now, with the uh, running backs are decent, we could add another elite back, but with the running backs and just the, the group that he has around him, with the defense that we have, which should be top five this year, you know, you can actually do something with a team like that. So the so, roster is kind of impl- – have you you guys haven't made a lot of moves this offseason, have you? Or a lot of big ones anyways? Not a lot of big ones in terms of bringing anybody big in other than our draft picks, which our draft picks, uh, Manuel Forbes, the cornerback, he uh, broke the NCAA record for most uh, pick sixes. So, like, you got a ball hawk like that on one side of the field now. Uh, we got another DB named Quan Martin that comes from uh, Illinois. He's very, uh, very active on the football field for sure, just in all aspects. So, uh, you bringing guys like that to add along to a defense that was already in the top ten last year, even though we didn't even play our best last year. I don't, I don't think personally we did. Uh, you get Chase Young back, fully healthy, finally. Um, so you have all of this going on. I feel like this season, in my opinion, if Sam Howell plays really well, I think we're a 10 and 17. If he doesn't play well, I think we're still like an eight and nineteen. Talking playoffs, so, playoffs though, probably with the way ten, that ten is, yeah, ten and seven, I believe that's playoff team in the NFC specifically. Like AFC. Is ridiculous right now, but like I the know, NFC, we're, we're, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, because uh, remind me, Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, shoot, man. Kenny, Kenny Pickett well, might take. He might take a step or two, but like the Bengals are really good. Um yeah. And there's a lot of good teams, and and the I mean the Chiefs obviously, and so that's good. That's good. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. Like I almost forgot that it was 17 games now when you said 10 and 7 and yeah. then it's just yeah, no, it's weird to say weird it to is say. weird like you used to have it like when you would play madden you would have mm-hmm. it oh, i'll be 11 and 5 this year and it was just every like 15 and 1 14 and 2 you had the you had the whole spread just memorized and now to have it right. now to have no 8 and 8 it feels weird i know unless you tie a game they could be 8 8 and 1 but like yeah it's it's definitely weird yeah. Which I think that was our record last year, actually. I think we were 8 8 and 1. But yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's definitely crazy. Look at that. We are an hour on the dot. Um, yep. I know you got to get out of here. But any, and you plugged the you plugged the Instagram already. RJ Cuffy, yep. right? RJ, RJ, RJ Cuffy. Cuffey. Yep. Um, any last, any last nickels for, for the people? Yeah, just, uh, Anybody listening, again, just stay positive, uh, stay focused on your goals and dreams at hand. Make sure that 
whatever you do, find a purpose in it. Don't just do it. Don't just go to work day to day, just being like, oh, I'm just at this job. Try to find a purpose in doing it and like really try to do it to the best of your ability. If you do that, you try to, you know, improve each and every day as a person, just and try to like, you know, be a positive light on somebody else's life, like great things are going to happen for you in your life. So, yeah. 100%. One one percent better every day. I heard somebody That's say. Right. Um, I heard somebody say the other day, like, to ask yourself, when's the last time you actually tried your best at something? Right. Like, damn, his deep. It's different right. when it's athletics because you given you given everything you got, but in in life, like, when's the last time you tried your best at a thing? And I was like, oh, mm. yeah, one percent mm-hmm. better every day though. One percent better every day. 100%. That's it. That's it. All right, guys, um, link to RJ's Instagram will be in the description as always. Um, and you can go find out all the rest of the info from his page uh, if you're interested. In, um, and other than that, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Right.